Let me see you put them up. Reach the skies, touch the stars up above. Cause it's one time for the underdog. One time for the underdog. I'm Patrick Bedevi, host of and Today we're going to talk about a message from the 75-year-old you. So in 2014, late 13, 2014, I started losing my voice. And in my business, I've run a financial firm, so I have to talk. If I can't talk, I can't negotiate, I can't challenge, I can't push, I can't encourage, I can't teach, I can't sell. And it started getting worse. So initially, I thought it was just a sore throat. And I said, it's not a big deal. It's going to go away. Then everybody would ask me, Pat, what's up with yours? I'd be doing conference calls and I can barely say anything. Then I'm doing events and I can barely speak. And one time I was on a tour and I'm on the ending of my tour. I have to go from LA to Miami. From Miami, I'm finishing it up in Hawaii. And while I'm in LA, I just couldn't even talk anymore. My wife's asking me, you gotta go get this thing checked out. So I go to the doctor and I meet with one of the best doctors and sitting there, I don't really know if anything's wrong with it or what's, what's, what he's going to say. Maybe he's going to put a spray or something like that and I'm going to be good. So I go to this doctor and I sit down. He's going through this whole procedure. And next, you know, he brings another person and another person and they start doing all, and, you know, bring me this, bring me that, bring me this. And I'm like, wait a minute, I've never seen this kind of a reaction from a doctor. And um, I say, doc, is everything okay? He says, well, give me a minute. Let me find out. And then he asks everybody to leave and he says, hey, um, what do you have going on next week? I said, next week I'm speaking in Miami and I'm speaking in uh, Hawaii. So there's nothing I can do about it. He says, I think you need to cancel that. I said, I can't cancel it. I have to go have a commitment in Miami and Hawaii. He says, this, this is a little bit more important than a speaking engagement. I said, no, I, I kind of got to do it. I said, but what's your point? He says, well, this doesn't look good. I said, what doesn't look good? He says, you know, typically when I see what I'm looking at right now, it's cancerous. And if it's cancerous, this thing spreads very, very quickly here. And it could have pretty bad effects on you. And uh, I said, really? He says, yes. I said, come on, you know, positive thinking. It's not going to be anything. He says, no, this is something you ought to take very serious. We need to do surgery fairly quickly. And I said, okay. So I come back and I can't tell, you know, the company because, you know, I have to do what I have to do. So I keep my commitment. I go to Miami. I come back. I go to Hawaii. And in Hawaii, I mean, people who were at that meeting in Hawaii, I couldn't get a word out. It was probably the worst talk I've ever given in my life. Come back from Hawaii. I land the next day, Monday, uh, uh, 4 o'clock in the morning. I go in. They set me up. They do the surgery. They cut me. And I said, what's going to happen? He says, for one month, you won't be be able to speak. And this surgery was done on November 23rd. So think about November 23rd. Thanksgiving is the following week. And I have family, all these people that are coming over and, you know, Thanksgiving, you know, kids, nephew, niece, playing, wrestling, eating. I can't speak for one month, okay? And my brother-in-law knows I like this singer named Daryush. It's a Persian singer. When I was a kid living in Iran, I used to always listen to his song because his songs are very, very emotional. He was somebody that wasn't happy with the government and he sang songs with his frustrations with God and people and many, many different things. But... You know, he became a drug addict and never wanted to talk about the fact that he had some drug habits, habits, bad habits. And then eventually he became, came public about it, started a nonprofit organization. I think today he's got about 1.9, 2 million people, loyal, loyal, loyal fans that follow this man around the world. And CMAC told me, there's a concert in Orange County I want to take you to. So I go to it. And he's about 70 some years old and he starts singing my favorite song and uh, by him. It's called... Uh, uh, what he's saying is, 
goes something like this. Ahoy, mardom donya. Ahoy, mardom donya. Gele daram, gele daram. Man az dast khodam. Gele daram, gele daram. And then he goes, Shema kehor. He sings the rest of it, but. What he's saying is I'm frustrated with God because why is it that the people in the world have put a price tag on love and why is it that we're doing this? He's sharing his, he's been very vulnerable with the message he's given. So he sings this song and I'm absolutely emotional because I'm remembering living in Iran with my mom and dad still together before the divorce and the war were being bombed and at least we're living together, eating food, the whole culture, everything Iran was. So, and then he gets up, he says, I want to say something to all the young people in the audience. And he says, um, um, I want to talk to the young ones, the 20s, 30s, 40s. You know, two and 40s is young because he's 70-something. And he says, uh, I want to tell you something. You don't have as much time as you think you do. And what I want to tell you is this. Just make sure the young wolf in you takes care of the old wolf that you'll one day will be. I said, what? I was, I was just leveled by that statement. So just make sure the young wolf in you takes care of the old wolf because one day we're all going to be an old wolf. He says, I'm an old wolf now. He says, I don't have the young wolf anymore. And it's as if that moment I was lost. I was completely lost in a different world. And I started visualizing the 75-year-old version of me. How would he walk? How would he talk? Would he even give his opinion? Would he get up with bad problems? Would he put his hand on his knee when he's getting up? What would he be doing? What would be his frustrations? How would he talk to me right now if I could talk to this guy? What do you say, Pat, come on, get your life together. I need you. I, I need certain income when I'm at that age. I need to be taken care of. What would he be saying to me? And it made me realize that how much we think we have all the time in the world and we don't. Time is going by very quickly. You know, I was in Chicago this past week and I was talking to an audience. And I said, I want you to look at your hands. And everybody looks at the hands like this. I said, no, no, no. On this side, we all look young. I want you to look at your hands here because this always tells you rate. So I started, everyone's looking at their hands. I said, look at the wrinkles. I said, did your hands like, look like that 10 years ago? Start looking at every single thing. Yesterday, I had about 20 people over on my house. On Sunday, I was mentoring these guys, and I'm sitting there in shorts, and all of a sudden, I noticed the inside of my foot had these blood, you know, blood vessels that pop. You know what I'm talking about? I said, I've never seen this before. Man, I'm getting older. I've never seen this before. What's this body going to look like at 70, 75? And the, the challenge I give to the folks in Chicago is you don't have as much time as you think you have. You don't. You know, the question sometimes is important to ask is 10 years ago, five years ago, did you think you'd be in the financial position you are today? Um, most people say, no, I thought I'd be a million. I thought I'd be making a quarter million, a hundred thousand, whatever it is. So why aren't you? Why don't you question that? And what makes you think the next five, 10 years is going to be good the way you're going right now? Don't you think it's time to change some habits? Don't you think it's time to be a little bit more real about life and not just look for a bunch of motivational videos, really face the truth and realize that you're not giving everything you got? When are you going to be real with yourself? When is that accountability going to be taking place? Because I was telling this group yesterday at my house, I said, look, I've never been as frustrated as I was in, 20, in 2003, August, when I just sat down and said, I'm so disappointed with you, Pat. You've been winging all your life and you've got to get your act together. So the message in this is very simple. Be sure the young wolf in you today is taking care of that old wolf in you one day and visualize it. Let it bring a little bit of pain and urgency in you. 
because we ain't got as much time as we think we have. Thanks everybody for listening. And by the way, if you haven't already subscribed to Valuetainment on iTunes, please do so. Give us a five star, write a review if you haven't already. And if you have any questions for me that you may have, you can always find me on Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube. Just search my name, Patrick Bidavid. And I actually do respond back when you snap me or send me a message on Instagram. With that being said, have a great day today. Take care everybody, bye-bye.